اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 20 of Soul Food titled Afterlife. And in this episode, we're going to cover the four phases of the afterlife. We're going to talk about the better of the two paths, according to Imam al-Ghazali, the path of hope or the path of fear. And we're going to talk about Jamal and Jalal, God's attributes of beauty and God's attributes of majesty. So in the last episode, Imam al-Ghazali was telling us the way to continuously and consistently be mindful of hope and fear in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the way to do that was by remembering three things. He said remembering the verses pertaining to Allah's promises and warnings, remembering what Allah has done to certain people and groups in either taking them to account or forgiving them. And those two we looked at in the last episode. The third thing that Imam al-Ghazali says that you should do is thinking about God's judgment in the next life and what is given of rewards and punishment in the akhirah. In the hereafter. So in this episode, we're going to look at that third foundation. And really, this is what it's all about. What happens in the akhirah, what happens in the afterlife is really what we are preparing for and what this is all about. Imam al-Ghazali says that this foundation, this understanding of the afterlife has four phases or four stages. The first of them is death then the grave, then the resurrection, and finally eternal life in paradise or hell. May Allah protect us from the hellfire. And Imam al-Ghazali says that there's hope and fear pertaining to each stage. So as it relates to death, the stories of hope or the examples of hope Imam al-Ghazali goes into, he says that al-Sha'bi, one of the great scholars, he visited a man while he was on his deathbed. And those around the man kept saying to him, La ilaha illallah, which is known as talqeen, when someone is passing away, to continuously say, La ilaha illallah, there's no God but God, so that the person also says it, and that that will be the last thing that they say before leaving this world. So they kept saying to the man, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. So the man who was dying, he looked at them and he said, whether you remind me of it or not, I will never leave that statement. Then he recited a verse from the Quran, And he made binding on them their declaration of faith, for that was more appropriate and fitting for them. In other words, the man was so deeply attached to the reality of la ilaha illallah that he would never leave it. So when the man died in that state, al-Sha'bi said, praise belongs to God for saving our friend. That this is an indication or a great sign of husnul khatima, having a good ending, an ending upon faith. 
the stories of fear that invoke fear within us is a story mentioned by Sayyidina Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, one of the great scholars who had a student who was on his deathbed. So he visited him and Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, he started reciting Surah Yasin. And when he was reciting the Quran, the student said, don't say that, don't read that, stop. Then Al-Fudayl began to say, La ilaha illallah, the talqeen. He kept saying, La ilaha illallah. And once again, the student said, I won't say it. Just leave me alone. Stop saying that. And then he died. And Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad cried over his state for 40 days. He was saddened by what he saw. And then he saw this student of his in a dream and he asked him, he said, what happened? Why were you in that state? And he said, I used to tail bear. I used to do namima. In other words, I would go from one person to the next and say, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Did you hear spreading bad news? And that's one of the things on social media today. We've got to be really careful. You see what so-and-so said? Do you see what so-and-so posted? We have to protect our hearts from that because it's very dangerous. And then he said, and I used to envy my companions. I used to have envy for the other students. And then the last thing that he said in the dream, he said, I used to have a condition and was told that if I drank alcohol, if I drank wine, the condition would go away. So I used to do that in secret. Right, so for these three reasons, he wasn't able to have a good ending at his time of death. So this is a story of hope and a story of fear. As for the grave, hope and fear occurs there as well. And there was a righteous man who had a son who died as a martyr. But the man hadn't seen his son in a dream for a long time. And actually, this is one of the things, if this is a new concept to you, this is one of the things that can happen. Because when we dream, our souls are ascending and we are in a spiritual realm, not just a physical realm. So it's possible for two souls to meet in a dream, even if one of those people has passed away. So he said, I was waiting to see my son in a dream. And on the night when Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, who's known as the fifth rightly guided caliph, one of the tabi'een, one of the great righteous tabi'een, he was the leader of the ummah at the time. When he passed away, this man saw his son in a dream. So he asked him in the dream, he said, aren't you dead? And his son replied to him, he said, no, but I am a martyr and I am alive with Allah the exalted and he provides for me. So the man said to him, so what has brought you here? Why am I seeing you now? And the son said, the people of the heavens have been called. Someone called out and said, let every prophet, every Siddiq, and every martyr attend the funeral prayer of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. He was such a righteous man that the souls of the heavenly realm came to attend his funeral prayer. So the young boy, the son of the man, he said, so I came to attend the funeral prayer and then send you my salam. On the other end of the spectrum, what should inspire fear within us is that there was another righteous man who had a son die and he saw him in a dream. But his young son, his hair was all gray. And he asked his son, he said, my son, why do you have white hair? Why has your hair gone gray? And the boy said, a person died. And when that person arrived into the hereafter, the fire exhaled in such a way in other words, it was trying to get this person and it exhaled in such a way that everyone's hair went gray. 
So that's one of the things that occurs in the barzakh, in the intermediate realm, that should invoke fear within us. As it relates to the resurrection, Imam al-Ghazali says this is the third of the four phases. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, يَوْمَ نَحْشُرُ الْمُتَّقِينَ إِلَى الرَّحْمَانِ وَفْدًا وَنَسُوقُ الْمُجْرِمِينَ إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ وِرْدًا On the day we gather the righteous as an honored company before the Lord of mercy and drive the sinful like a thirsty herd into hell. This is the contradistinction between the two groups. So as it relates to hope, when a believer is resurrected, Imam al-Ghazali says, they find at their grave a crown, an honorable clothing, and they are escorted into paradise. That they are honored from the moment they're resurrected and all of the things of the day of judgment are made easy for them. And as it pertains to a disbeliever, they find at their grave waiting for them the angels of the hellfire, and they are chained and dragged to hell. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. And these are realities and these are warnings that Allah gives us so that we wake up, so that we're not lazy, that we're not people of wishful thinking and false hopes. Allah says in the Quran, أَفَمَنْ يُلْقَى فِي النَّارِ خَيْرٌ is someone who is hurled into the fire better or someone who comes through safely on the day of resurrection. So imagine you have the opportunity now to take advantage of the time to be one of those people who witnesses all of the terrifying events of the day of judgment while being in a complete state of safety and composure. You have that opportunity. There will be people like that on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And if you prepare now, inshallah, Allah will make you one of them. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes us of the su'ada. He makes us of the people of felicity. And that is easy for Him to grant. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. The fourth and final stage of the afterlife is paradise and hell. Allah says in the Quran about paradise, وَسَقَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ شَرَابًا طَهُورًا إِنَّ هَذَا كَانَ لَكُمْ جَزَاءً وَكَانَ سَعْيُكُمْ مَشْكُورًا Their Lord will give them a purifying drink. And it will be said to the people of paradise, this is your reward. Your endeavors are appreciated. Your endeavors will be rewarded and appreciated. And then the people of the hellfire will say, The people of the hellfire will say to Allah, Lord, take us away from this. And if we go back to our old ways, then we shall really be evildoers. But then it will be said to them, Away with you, in you go, do not speak to me. Yahya ibn Mu'ad, he said, we don't know which of the two calamities are worse, being deprived of the pleasures of paradise or being entered into the fire. As for paradise, the pain of being taken away from it and missing out on it is so terrible that it's unclear whether that is worse or the painful torment of the fire. And we're told that the greatest reward in paradise is nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and being able to look upon Allah's majestic and noble countenance. And the greatest punishment in the fire is being distanced and veiled entirely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ Imam al-Ghazali says one of the things that makes this even more serious is the fact that this abode is everlasting. If it was all just temporary, it wouldn't be as serious, but it is everlasting. So we have to take it seriously. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us firm upon faith and return us to him in a state of belief and submission. That brings us to the next point. Imam al-Ghazali says, so which path is better, the path of hope or the path of fear? And Imam al-Ghazali reminds us it has to be both. It has to be both hope and fear. Have hope that is never disassociated from fear and have a fear that is never disassociated from hope. So you might be asking, but is there ever a time when one should have more hope than fear or more fear than hope? Imam al-Ghazali says when you are healthy and strong and youthful, and you're more likely to give in to your desires, then you should have a little bit more fear to prevent yourself from sinning. But when a person is ill and weak, especially if they're going to be facing death itself, then at that moment they should have more hope because there's nothing else that they can do and that they should yearn to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to have a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having a good opinion of Allah does not negate the fact that we still take to the path of fear as well as hope. And Imam al-Ghazali says, having a good opinion of Allah does not negate fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because having a good opinion of Him is not wishful thinking. It's like someone who plants as many seeds as they can, that there's a, the harvest is coming and they plant a bunch of seeds and they exert their energy in doing so. And then at the end of the night, they say, I hope I'm going to have a large crop this year. This is true hope. But if someone never plants any seeds and does not put any effort whatsoever, then they go to sleep that night and they say, I hope I'm going to have a really good crop this year. Someone would say, where are you getting this delusion from? So that's just delusional thinking and it's not really hope. The same goes for the servant who exerts themselves in the obedience and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if you want to have real hope, you have to have an effort as well. So having a good opinion of Allah is actually taking advantage of that real hope and not being delusional. And this is really encapsulated in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam when he says, the intelligent person is one who calls himself to account and prepares for what comes after death. And the incapacitated person is the one who follows his own whims and is delusional or wishful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if even the prophets and messengers worked really hard and devoted themselves to Allah, then what about us? That brings us to the final point about Allah's Jamal and Jalal, Allah's attributes of beauty and His attributes of majesty and rigor. And the way that we really have the proper amount of fear and hope is understanding the names and attributes of Allah. And that hope is inspired by reflecting on the mercy of God and His attributes of beauty. That Allah has given Himself the name Al-Ghafoor, the forgiver, which is a name of beauty. 
Al-Latif, the most gentle, the most subtle. Al-Wadud, the all-loving. That these names inspire within us hope. And that he began the Qur'an in his names, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, in the name of Allah, the merciful, the compassionate. But that fear is also invoked by reflecting on the attributes of rigor and majesty. Allah is Al-Qawi, the most powerful. Al-Jabbar, the overpowering. Al-Aziz, the almighty. And we recognize that when we see things in the world, Allah is the Lord of natural disasters, of tornadoes and earthquakes. We ask Allah for protection, but they are displays of His might and power and majesty. And when a person balances these understandings, then they have proper amounts of hope and proper amounts of fear. One of the righteous, he said, whenever I remember paradise, my yearning intensifies. And whenever I remember the fire, my sleepiness, my laziness dissipates. So if you keep this in mind and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his enabling grace, Imam al-Ghazali says, you will overcome this fifth obstacle and you will move on in the spiritual path. So that brings us to the call to action. Reflect on one of Allah's names of majesty and one of his names of beauty. Go look at the 99 names of Allah and try to identify which are names of majesty and names of beauty and reflect on one of each and see what state that brings to your heart. See what state that brings to your heart. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us that balance and allows us to be people of hope and fear and people who are quick in doing good deeds and people who avoid sin. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.